Hello, listeners, and welcome to this footnote episode of the Fancy Animation Podcast with me, Chris Holiday, And me, Alex Sargent. I am flying blind, as it were, in this footnote episode. So It's all me, baby. Yeah, well, we've had a few, yeah, we've had a few emails and suggestions for, for topics, but and and you know we sort of talk about them and figure out who's the be- you are definitely the best person to talk about twice told the the twice told twice told tales all of all all and some more so i'll, I'll start the i'll start the timer yeah. now but i guess i so i've not really in fact i've not encountered this term yeah, at yeah, all yeah. so it feels very much yet yeah, within your warehouse but also that this quite i mean it it we're now we're now into fantasy storytelling presumably a narrative structure or is this so is this a literary term is this a fantasy film kind of is it adopted by fantasy films is it something that only exists in literature that's what i'm 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 interested tick color me interested alex like like a lot of terms in fantasy theory it is primarily a literary term there aren't that many cinematic terms there's a great book called encountering the impossible the fantastic in hollywood fantasy no not ringing a bell tries to introduce such terms and there's obviously david butler's fantasy fantasy cinema and uh, James Walters' fantasy film um, but actually we're not when most of the terms we use are from literary discourse okay so they're inherited by scholars of fantasy cinema or applied to scholar to applied yeah. to fantasy cinema by fantasy scholars but they ha- have their origins in the uh, interrogation of, of fantasy literature exactly um, okay and obviously there are some always some issues about whether you can use linguistic terms to talk about cinematic events and I'm always a bit ambivalent on that but I think with this one it I think it's less perilous than some of them, certainly. Um, okay. So the term, and a few people asked about this because I've, I think I've used it on the podcast a few yes. times. The term comes from um, an entry into a book called the uh, entry in book, the Encyclopedia of Fantasy, which I cite a lot on the podcast, um, edited by John Clute and John Grant. Um, and although that. For, the, for those who know what that is, um, and I've not really explained what that is before, but I've cited it a lot. Um, it's an extremely important work of fantasy theory where a lot of these terms are introduced for the first time. Um, for those who don't know what that is, and they'll, and everyone will be familiar with it, who, who knows what that is. For those who don't, it sounds... The title can sound more more flippant than it should be. Like, it's not... It, it's a work of really quite serious theoretical contribution, the Encyclopedia of Fantasy. It sounds like it's one of these, you know, um, mop-up texts of other texts. So... Summary of yeah, key but terms. actually, there's a lot of. I mean, they, they never kind of completely introduce completely new terms, but they're often very authoritative on what those terms are and where they came from, and and mm-hmm. give good um, definitions of it. So, it's a great book. Go to it and get yourself a copy. I think would be my my recommendation. And a lot of what I'm going to say comes from that entry. They're quite. It's quite a short entry, but I'll I'll talk about it. So. Twice Told comes from um, uh, a William Shakespeare play, supposedly, King John, um, where uh, the, 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 the phrase, life is, tedious as a twice, uh, life is as tedious as a twice told tale, emerges. Um, and it's a term that's been used by writers. Uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne, for example, um, released quite a famous set of, book, uh, set of stories called Twice Told Tales. Um, but the term refers to... And it, and it comes from fantasy's relationship to oral literature, which I bang on about a lot. Um, and it's the idea that, you know, a lot of the sort of primal texts of modern fantasy literature are these fairy tales that were collected in the sort of 17th, 18th century by folklorists like the Brothers Grimm, like mm-hmm. Charles Perrault, um, 
who who took stories from oral culture and kind of codified them and wrote them down for the first time. And what that leaves is a legacy of of different different literary structures to kind of the history of the written story because it's an oral tale. And the whole point of fairy tales, and this can feel quite lost on people if they don't embrace that kind of heritage, people people think that Grimm's kind of wrote down these fairy tales in the same way that, you know, um, Edgar Allan Poe wrote down his short stories. It can be difficult to kind of appreciate what this means. But obviously, but, but, if, but if you think about the way we actually use fairy tales, and we still use fairy tales, we don't reach for our copy, copy of the Brothers Grimm and and read out the story to our children, to whoever we feel like reading them out to. We, we know the story. We have it in our head. Mm-hmm. Um, we might know multiple versions of it. We have a basic template. We don't worry about getting certain phrases right. But we know the story and we tell it again. And actually what quite often happens when we do that is that children will say, tell me that story of such and such again. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically that is what the twice told is trying to speak to. It's this idea of telling a story on top of another story. Mm. Because when you read a bedtime story to a child who's already heard Cinderella five times and they ask to hear it again, what they're actually asking you to do is to do a different different narrative performance, to do right. it differently. Maybe you'll do the voices a bit differently. Maybe you'll change a bit of the story. Mm. Um, maybe you'll embellish a different bit of it at this point. Maybe you'll make yeah. the ballroom seem longer this time. Maybe you'll try and turn two pages at once to get through the story quicker. So you you'll quickly, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or, well, actually, yeah, you use the word pages. It, you, it's a good point, but try not to think about pages. Okay. You know, you're thinking about the basic narrative template and you're playing with it. How many times, you know, Red Riding Hood, Grandma, you can make that scene last a second or you can make it last 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. The child knows the same, the story. You're still telling the story, but you're telling it again. You're telling it differently, but you're telling it the same. I see. So is it is it a question? Is it a term that relates? And I said this at the start of the podcast, and I'm probably wrong then. Is that does it relate to narrative structure or does it relate to the reception? Like, is it is it about reception and like audience studies or is it is it about structure it's 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 about impulse it's about aesthetic it's about it's it's sort of a it's it's difficult to prize it out it's it's not about one of those two things either if i have to pick i'd probably go it's 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 a thing coded in the text oh right but, but but it's but it isn't in the sense that it's 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 you know there are stories and fairy tales are again good examples of that is that think of all the different adaptations of cinderella when you go and see Camilla, um, is it Canberra? Cabello. Two old men try to remember a prop star's name. I'm going to leave this in just to shame us. Uh, Cabello. Camilla Cabello's version of Cinderella recently. No one watches that because they don't know the story of Cinderella. They're watching it to have it told again, but told again in a different way. So partially it's things they do in the text and partially it's about what you're doing when you're receiving it. But it's this idea that the fantasy comes not from the tale but the twice told nature of it yeah it's a fantasy on a fantasy and is that imagination the sense of magic the sense of creativity that's all not coming from the original story it's coming from the twice told nature of it so okay so i have two questions the first is this is going to sound obvious it's obviously it's a term that relates to more than two 
It, it can do. Yes. Okay, so it's it's sort of a, a sort of symbol symbolic passing along yes, of it's, song. It's about foregrounding the existence of a previous iteration. Iteration. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yes. Obviously, we've done franchises and and stuff, and so it's sort of it's interesting that there's yes, but I, I guess it's about that. I guess that's why I say it is probably formal. Is that it's about that kind of notion of foregrounding as much yeah. as anything else. Like you, there will be another adaptation of Harry Potter in the next ten years. Will that be a twice told tale? Probably not. Mm. It'll probably be an attempt to to tell it. Does it have um, to tell it in the same medium? Because obviously, if there are no. books and then films and then films into films or TV, not, not necessarily. But it's not as straightforward as adaptation, right? You know. Um, and maybe this is where the thorniness of trying to apply something to to film and film. Yes. No. It, so my second question was going to be: there was a book by Hans uh, Diekman called Twice Told Tales, The Psychological Use of Fairy Tales. And so I wondered whether the twice told element factors into your sort of psychoanalytic interests or whether there's a sort of dimension to encountering the possible still available. Um, sure. That is, you know, there's a, the twice told element is kind of a really important element of fantasy for you because of that sort of psychological or in the, in your case kind of psychoanalytic hmm. sensibility that you have I think there's been some writing on it trying to like link particularly with fairy tales and the desire to kind of psychoanalyze fairy tales so like an example another so it, it you know it says in the original um, article in the encyclopedia of, of fantasy that like this can that revisionist fairy doesn't that a twice told doesn't have to necessarily be revisionist but it can be Mm-hmm. Um, so an example of a revisionist twice told, you know, within literature would be like, you know, the works of Angela Carter, these kind of feminist rewriting, no, Company of Wolves, these kind of feminist rewritings of Red Riding Hood, whereby the twice toldness of it is part of its political and psychological agenda, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, a slightly less... Um, to tell and retell is a political act. Well, it can be in her eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you know, everything's political act, all that sort of stuff. But, but like, you know, a, a, you know, a slightly more whimsical example, and one I, where I use the term in my book, Hook. Hook is a twice-told tale. It's Peter Pan told again. It's told differently, uh, and it's and it's not, and it isn't even the same story, but it kind of is as well. Um, it, it, there's a ghost of a previous story in your mm-hmm. telling of a story, no matter how much you try to tell it as if it had never been told before you're aware of the ghost and the reader's aware of the ghost not to link to something that we've recorded is christmas a twice told tale well it's christmas's story (laughs) leave it there then that's fine um okay so yeah we've hit we've hit time any suggestions beyond um uh encyclopedia that you mentioned um Anything. I mean, encountering the impossible, of course. Um, the impossible. Um, but something to do with narrative. There are, it's the, the the references are escaping me. I would go go to that, and then there are there are a wealth of fantasy literary scholars that will be riffing on this. Um, we'll stick it in the and bibliography. They're the big names that I mention all the time. So um, yeah. Wonderful. Well, there we go. So that's twice told. So what we should really do is do this again in a year <laughs> yeah. and see if you can but do, do it. it be- but do it full grounding. We've already done. Yeah, it. yeah, and do some voices next yeah, time. Great. Cool. That's been us for another episode. Any suggestions for another footnote, email us at fananimresearch at gmail.com. That's fananimresearch at gmail.com. Perhaps that indeed was a twice told tale. Uh, me me plugging that email address. Every time. Today. But yeah. it, every time we receive one, it's really pleasing to see. Um, yeah. Lots are coming in now, so um, do keep them coming. We are reading every single one, I promise. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye.